The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by ComBank. Find out how ComBank can support you and your business during this time by visiting combank.com.au forward slash coronavirus. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Wednesday the 13th of May. In your Squiz today, beef and barley, the treasurer's cough, Regional Express looks to shake up the Aussie airline industry and Alan Jones retires. This is your Squiz Today. Claire, it's um, good to be back. It's lovely to hear your voice. Poor Larissa's lost hers. That's why she has. people have me this morning. For those who, who don't know me, I used to do this with you every morning, but I'm on maternity leave at the moment. Uh, it's good to have you back. Here we go. On to the news. Earlier this week, we were all talking about how China had announced plans to effectively end Australian barley imports into China. Now the Chinese government has imposed an import ban on beef coming from four Australian abattoirs. Claire, beef is worth $3 billion per year and barley $600 million. So all of this is a significant economic and diplomatic concern. Yeah, they're big exports of ours into China. And of course, there's lots of other industries this morning who are worried about what China might do to them. We export a lot of agricultural produce into China. Uh, When it comes to barley, China says that it's looking into the dumping of barley on the world market by Australian producers. What that means is that our farmers have been accused of selling it at an artificially low price, and that undermines other nations' producers. Uh, Our government, of course, denies that, and it's got a few days to respond to those government concerns from China. And when it comes to beef, those four abattoirs have been accused of labelling and health certificate breaches. Uh, Our government says that they're highly technical issues and it needs to work through them. So that's China's position, but the consensus here seems to be that China's retaliating after Prime Minister Scott Morrison and Foreign Affairs Minister Maurice Payne called for an independent inquiry into the origins of COVID-19 and China's handling of the initial outbreak. And Trade Minister Simon Birmingham has really appealed to China to separate the two issues. It says that if it's got technical issues with the way our producers are trading into China, then they need to deal with them very specifically and that China shouldn't let its grumpiness with our calls for that investigation to cloud its view on our trading relationship. China's foreign ministry overnight has said that those import bans aren't linked to our call for an inquiry, but it certainly sparked fears of an escalating trade war. From trade to treasury, and Josh Frydenberg yesterday was supposed to be announcing a surplus, but instead had a coughing fit in the middle of his economic statement to Parliament. He's now in isolation as he awaits the results of a coronavirus test. But let's focus on the surplus part, Claire, as you and Larissa foreshadowed in the podcast yesterday. Coronavirus means that's certainly not going to happen. No, and the numbers are very sobering, he says. He says that unemployment will top 10%, uh, economic activity will decline by 10%, and then we've got to look out for Australians reining in their spending and also businesses they're investing, which means that the government's spending a whole lot more on measures to support us uh, while it's taking less in tax. Where that all lands, it remains to be seen. He wasn't too clear on the details about that, but says that it's It's just too volatile to predict at the moment. Like life. (laughs) Exactly like this coronavirus crisis, a bit volatile. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, Regional airline carrier Regional Express 
Airlines, known as Rex for short, yesterday announced plans to compete with the likes of Qantas, Jetstar and Virgin Australia by launching domestic flights between mainland capital cities here. How are they going to do that? Its Deputy Chairman John Sharp says that there's plenty of interest from investors to plug some of those gaps that might be between those routes uh, on capital cities uh, if Virgin is to go and it's looking to raise that couple of hundred million dollars to rent some bigger planes and to hire extra staff to do that. Uh, Whether that comes off because of course this process with Virgin is still ongoing, uh, we'll wait and see. Virgin is heading to the end of the process where they get some indicative bids, it's called, on Friday. So of those 19 potential buyers, they'll put their hand up and tell uh, the administrator how much they're thinking about paying for it. And then they'll go through the process of trying to nail one of them down with the best price. And if you're one of those Virgin travellers who had flights cancelled, just a heads up that the administrator has recommended flight vouchers rather than cash refunds. This next one goes way back to 1988, Claire, when Scott Johnson fell to his death from a cliff near Manly's North Head. His brother has always maintained his death was a gay hate crime and now, 32 years later, an arrest has been made. Scott Johnson's death was initially ruled a suicide. There were three coronial inquests and finally the last found that it's more likely that his death was a result of a hate crime Uh, and then going through the process of police re opening that case there was a million dollar reward that was offered in 2018 and that was doubled in March. All of that has led to the arrest of a 49 year old Sydney man Scott White and the police commissioner Mick Fuller said that telling his family of the arrest was a career highlight. And overseas now, horrific news out of Afghanistan. Two babies and 11 mothers and nurses have been killed in a militant attack on a hospital in Kabul. That's a government-run hospital there and the maternity ward is run by Medicine Sans Frontières. So foreigners were working there. It's believed that the attack was focused on that part of the hospital because of those foreigners working uh, in that part of the hospital. Uh, Also in the north of the country, there's been a bombing attack on the funeral of a police officer. Afghan President Ashraf Ghani says that he puts the blame on the Taliban for both attacks uh, and he's put his country's forces on an offensive operations uh, setting so that they can go after the Taliban. They've not been uh, looking to do that in recent months because of the peace agreement that was struck. The Taliban, who listeners might recall, signed a withdrawal agreement with the United States more than two months ago, have denied involvement in either of those attacks. Big news in radio yesterday, Claire. Alan Jones has announced he's retiring from his morning gig on 2GB. Polarising is is one way to describe him, so of course some will be quite saddened by that news, others not so much. Indeed, and you could see that uh, yesterday in the media and on social media. He's been 35 years as a radio presenter. Uh, Calling him a radio presenter seems very underdone. He really is the reigning king of talkback radio Mm. in Australia. And it's kind of hard to describe Sydney's talkback radio market to anyone else in the country, but it really is a thing. Uh, He has been involved in a whole lot of controversies, but there were plenty yesterday who 
sang his achievements. Uh, even ABC's Media Watch tweeted that you couldn't doubt his tireless work ethic uh, and his rating success. I think, Kate, when I was looking at it, he had 226 ratings wins in his career. It's just extraordinary. It's quite amazing. He's 79 years old and, as you said, a 35-year career in radio. He's not quite done, though, Claire. He maintains some of his other media commitments and he will be replaced by 43-year-old Ben Fordham. Finally, Claire, the email subject line, the question I've been waiting oh, to ask. Isn't, doesn't this bring back memories for back. you, Kate? <laughs> yes, yep. I've gone for Chicago's. It's hard for me to say I'm sorry. It was very hard for Josh Frydenberg to say much yesterday, uh, including that he was sorry about the state of the economy. He was of the coughing fit, of course. When do we find out whether he does have COVID-19 or not? Will the results be out today? Look, I gather it takes about 24 hours to get these results, so you'd have to think sometime today. Yeah, that'll do from us today, I think. It's uh, great to be back on our daily podcast, but we're wishing Larissa all the best um, in getting her voice back, poor thing. Thanks for pitching in, Kate. Not coronavirus related, if anyone's wondering about poor old Larissa. She is <laughs> yeah, she's clear. Um, before we go, a shameless plug. You and I have been recording Squeeze Shortcuts the past few weeks. They're really worth a listen to get the backstory to some of what's happening in the news. Recently, for example, we've had a look at how the World Health Organization works. We've got one on our Chief Medical Officer, Brendan Murphy, and tomorrow one will drop about the Federation. So that's how the states and territories work with the federal government, something that's quite topical. During this coronavirus crisis, search for Squeeze Shortcuts in your podcast app and we'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at The Squeeze. A message now from our podcast partner, Hubble. You know what it's like. Your friend recommends a great film or TV show and you're excited to check it out, but suddenly realise you can't remember what she said it was. That's where Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L, comes in. It brings your streaming apps and free-to-air TV together into a single experience. You can easily search for your favourite content and keep track of what you want to continue watching. You can also watch free-to-air TV with or without an aerial using the integrated TV guide so you always know what's on and where. It's TV and streaming made easy. Go to hubble.com.au to find out more. .com.au